Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Podcast, Wrestling Podcast, and we are on the air with a 60-minute time limit. The New England chapter of the religion is at full force today. We have the limited edition Mikey Mike, and I'm the king of New England and the interim intercon champion, Sick Vic. Our guest tonight... That's right, Michael's excited about our This man is definitely one of us. He is a cold warrior in the Northeast, referee to the stars and beyond, and uh, soon to be king of Twitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I, <laughs> I give you Vinny Lax. Is it Vinny Lax or Vinny LAX? Vinny Lax, referee. Vinny Lax. Referee Vinny Lax. Referee um, Vinny Lax. I played lacrosse in high school. I tried to play in college, realized I wasn't as good as I, I thought I was, and uh, and dropped out. But I but I kept the Lax name, so that's how I, that's how I got the name Vinny Lax. Hey, so it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Sick Vic was my bartending name because I can make <laughs> sick drinks, and it's like, go. what's the point? It was given to you. Why take it away? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 I didn't want to use my real name in wrestling, um, so. Vinny Lax, that was, honestly, I think it was one of my, like, AIM screen names back in the day. So, so but yeah, and, uh, you know, that's what I used when I became a referee back in 2004. Now, I, I want to get your opinion about this one thing, and this is, I'm putting my interim Intercontinental Championship on the line with this, oh, wow. because you're, okay. you're a referee. Do I get a belt? <laughs> Wait, it's like, like, I win? Well, you know, it's like, it's like the referee's decision is final. Oh, fair enough. Okay. That's where we are. So, move out of the way before Michael starts throwing his car track around. <laughs> so the Intercontinental Championship, the WWE has not been defended for months. Now, some people are saying injuries or whatever, which I get that, whatever, but there is a 30 day clause that WWE if you do not defend. You get stripped. There was always a 30 day time limit. Um, I don't know where that came from. And obviously it is enforced liberally. <laughs> I, so, I mean, before I just say like I'm the I'm stripping you of the Intercom Championship because it's past thirty days, whatever. I legit did some heavy research about this. I found out the Intercom Championship was developed so they could keep like the mid card, like the guys they don't want to put in the top card, but keep yep. the mid card guys relevant. Yeah, there's I, always been uh, secondary belts in a lot of federations, and uh, I guess WWF back in I think it was like 1979 decided they were going to have a. a, a mid-card champion and they named pat patterson intercontinental champion said he won the uh tournament i believe in rio de janeiro yep. which in a, in a tournament that never never probably happened actually it didn't happen we know we know this <laughs> we're not going to sit here and pretend it actually happened but uh and yeah and so but yeah to come to the 30 days like any any title they've they've said you know needs to be defended every 30 days and then they've kind of use that if they needed to take it off somebody but they always haven't really stuck to it you're right so and i it's uh it's it's promoter's discretion owner owner discretion i guess there well be being a if man of if you want to get kayfabe about it i guess the the board of directors gets to decide whether or not they can strip you of the title well i'm like batman it's like you know i just you know for justice you know anti, being a visual anti you know you haven't defended 30 days i checked all the house show cards to make sure once it defended, so I declare myself the interim intercontinental champion. Congratulations! I hope yeah, they, so hopefully, hopefully they'll send you the belt. I have a replica belt. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's there you, go. I, you know what? The the IC belt is one of my one of my favorite titles. Um, it is my too. It's, pro, it's t- top top three, I would say. Uh, I love Big Goldie. That's that's one of my favorites. Uh, the old WCW and then WWE brought it into their uh, be their world championship for a little while. That I actually have a replica, uh, a WWE replica belt of that, that I got. Actually, funny story. I got that after my first professional paycheck as as an athletic trainer, which is my day job. Um, I went and splurged, and I was at a show actually in Albany, and mm-hmm. I that's where I got my WCW belt from. So there's a little funny story about that. But that I, um, the old wingtip is is you know it's just nostalgia. I think it's one that's one reason why it's one of my favorites. And of course the IC title, which um, I saw Ricky Steamboats once, which was which was pretty cool. He had it at a meet and greet. So I, I got the I got to hold that. That was that was that was pretty neat. But as a referee, would you agree with me 
that after 30 days, the title should be stripped and an interim champion should be crowned. Yeah, but you'd have to name the interim champion. So that's up to the board of directors. <laughs> so I don't know well, if you I just kind of, I don't know if you could just lay claim to it. Um, you know, maybe who, who, who is the IC champion right now in the WWE? I don't even know. Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura. So you'd have to, you'd have to at least take on Nakamura for that belt, I think, at some point. Well, he could be the real intercontinental champion. I don't care what he does. It's just <laughs> the intercontinental championship. It's like you. It's like one of my favorite titles. And just having it as shush, 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 I didn't like. So it's like, all right, I'll start to talk over again. Okay, I mean, I can't argue with that logic. It's you know, it's it's sound logic. It's go for it. I say go for it. I just don't. <laughs> if someone wants to challenge it for it, though, I think uh, then you got to take up the challenge. You know, I had um, the vape god on one time. And he was shooting the shit and he had his title. And my title is like, let's do a title for title. And I'm like, okay, what do you have in mind? He's because he knew I didn't watch Harry Potter. So I have to, I just never got around to it. It was just one of those things that I just never saw. So I have to watch the first two Harry Potters and I'll have to get tested. To see whether I you know, really watch them. You gotta you gotta pass it, you gotta pass the uh, competency test on the on the first two Harry Potters. So <laughs> The movies aren't bad, uh, you know. Uh, I I do like the Harry Potter movies. I'm, I will say that. They're, they're yeah, just, that I just, just has a, I mean, when I have ki- when I had kids. Okay, I have my Disney movies. I start watching more of, and I'll probably get around to it. It's just never. Yeah, just never never found your way onto it. I get it. Yeah, um, but enough about this. Let's talk about your career. That's right. My if you career. Could, if you could, call if you could it describe career. your career in one word, and using one word only. Oh, jeez. blessed I've, been, I've had a blessed career yeah you know it it hasn't been obviously the the, the best career out there um, you know um but i'm just feel blessed to have been part of the wrestling business um there's no way i probably should have ended up in the wrestling business there's definitely no way i should have been doing it this long and there's no way i should have gotten the opportunities that I've gotten. Um, I know it's kind of selling myself a little bit short maybe, but just, I guess in anything you have to take into account um, luck. And, uh, you know, obviously I've worked on my talents and I feel like I've become a very good referee in my time, but also too, like in anything, it takes a little bit of being in the right place in the right time and, and getting in with the right people to be able to have some of the experiences that I've had. And some of those experiences have just been in- incredible. Like some mm-hmm. things I can't, I refereed Jeff Hardy and Jushin Liger, like something like that. Like never would have in a million years, you know, 20 years ago when I started doing this, 18 years ago when I started doing this, that that would have been something that I've even like touched. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly what you mean. It's like with this podcast, you know, I just, I'm this, it's a white boy from Southern Vermont. That's all I am with two kids. So when I started this, I was like, it'll just be me talking. And then wrestlers start coming on and stuff like that. Like you came on and I'm very blessed with that. I'm very humble and very blessed. I was, I was checking out some of your episodes. You've got some pretty, pretty big name wrestlers on here. Um, people have made the name for names like Deanna Perrazzo. It's like you had on here about a year ago, right? Well, Deanna Perrazzo was a virtual meet and greet that I was a part of. Oh, but still. It was, it was a base by me, but I was like, I she's talked on to your, her. She's on your podcast. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, I talked to her. So it's like, you know, and I asked a company and they were like, they didn't care. I was like, okay, cool. It, it gives them more. Yeah. Me, you know? So I'm like, cool. So I just. And that's And that's the neat thing about YouTube. And I'll take a moment to plug my YouTube channel. Just another guy talking about stuff. Um, yeah, the Just Another Guy Talking About Stuff YouTube channel, which is, you can be found, of course, on YouTube. But that's the, that's the amazing thing about YouTube is that you can just put up, you can do whatever you want, you know, as long as you have a camera. And, you know, basically every computer has at least some kind of editing software on it. Or, you know, there's not, there's pretty cheap editing software out there if you want. So you basically just go out and do whatever you want. And that's, that's what I've been doing on YouTube. Um, you know, my branding, I think, is a little bit off because I basically just do whatever I feel like doing. But it's, it's fun for me. And has it been super successful? No. But, you know, if you're watching this, please go give a subscription to, to the YouTube channel. Um, but, yeah, something like this, something like you're doing. You just like you said, I, you know, I set up a camera, set up a mic, you know, especially now with like, you know, Zoom is so popular. Or Google Meets or whatever kind of software you want to use to, to set something up like this. 
and you can just and you can just run with it and it, it's fun i've done interviews on my youtube channel i i interviewed my brother-in-law who's a musician out in england um i interviewed a few referees on my on my youtube channel as well and it's it's like i said it's just it's really neat different ways to interact because something like this would have never existed even even when i started in 2004 right nothing like we didn't have anything like this especially when we came up like like as wrestling fans there was not you didn't have that interaction you know what i mean right like there was there was no way you had that interaction with the with the wrestlers like you do today which is it's which is good for the it's fun for the fans now i think a lot of people problem is they feel like they'll get judged like they feel like oh the negativity and yeah you know i mean i get my trolls and i'm sure you get your trolls too but it's like you gotta just look past that you just gotta say kind of like fuck it and just do it yeah i mean you can't worry about that kind of stuff you know um and I think wrestling has changed a lot too. I mean, you, you, you're coming up. We're probably similar in age. Um, I'm 44. You know, res- wrestling. What's that? I'm 44. I'm 42. So, right. Okay. So we we're, you look good for 42. I think you're late I, 20s. Wow. Thank you. I take it's, it's the, it's the, filter. it's the zoom filter, I think, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got to look, you got to look at on, you got to look at on camera. So, um, yes. but anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, so we came up probably in around the same era of wrestling and um, it wasn't the most popular thing in 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 the, in the you know the 80s and the, and especially the mid 90s. It wasn't until the Attitude Era in the late 90s where they got a little bit mainstream. And since then, it's been a little bit more accepted. But also, too, in general, I think like fandoms have been more accepted. Um, and I think online spaces have a lot to do with that because you can always find like your your niche online space for what you want to like be interested in. Yeah. Um, comic books are obviously are, are very similar. And comic books and wrestling definitely have a lot of parallels. Um, but you know, since the rise of the the MCU, like comic books have just exploded in popularity. Where, you know, thirty years ago, you would have been laughed at if you had a comic book collection. Yeah, it's a kind of like professional wrestling comic books back in those days was kind of like taboo. It's oh, yeah. like if you, if you didn't if you read them, it's like oh, you're a nerd. You just like, yeah, people would just make yeah, people would make people would make fun of you all the time for watching professional wrestling. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, it's fake. Oh, it's this that and, and yeah but everything is <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. everything you know every, every basically every form of media is is stupid and fake in some level you know what i mean true and i with the whole covid shutdown and everything i just laughed to say like this is a great time to be a wrestling fan and i'm like why is that i said because when you're growing up being a wrestling fan you were home watching wrestling you weren't going out trying to be one of the cool kids or whatever like that. And you got made fun of because you're a loser or whatever. Now you're used to being home. You got to stay home. So it's, all right, I'll watch classic wrestling. No problem. And then you look at those people that made fun of you. And you're like, yeah, they've seen a picture on social media about it. It's like, yeah, who's the loser now? Huh? Who's the loser now? I'm used to this. You're not. And it, and it's everywhere too. Like, like we, were, we were talking about before we went on, we went on, we started, before we started recording about how we used to watch, you know, WWE, there's WWF, WWE, WCW, and ECW. That was basically all you could really get. And oh, I mean, some of the smaller Southern, if you had, if you had the ability to it. But like me, I grew up in WWE. Like that was it. WWF. That was that was all I could get until Nitro started airing on on cable. Um. But now there's so many options for people. There's you know you got Fight TV. There's 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 shows on that. You got um, even Amazon Prime has a ton of wrestling on it. If you if you can if you search for it, um, you know we um, Northeast Wrestling, which is the company that I primarily work for, we're on the High Spots Network, which has a ton of independent promotions on it, and also a, a, a site called Pivot Share. We have we have uh, streaming options on that as well. So if you're a wrestling fan, there's never been a better time to go and um, find wrestling, whatever kind of wrestling you like, and and explore new like find different wrestlers if you're not in the wwe that's fine there's other options out there you know what i mean yeah you are part of northeast wrestling promotions aren't you yes and that's based out of connecticut or they do all shows in connecticut we most of our shows are in connecticut Our we have a home base in in beautiful bethany connecticut which is just outside of uh waterbury um new haven area but uh but yeah i've been with them i think for eight years now yeah, I'll probably see you during the summer because I was I'm seeing more promotions, you know, traveling more. Started doing a little bit last year and I loved it. And we'll do it again. I have I used to be from Stanford, Connecticut, like 20 okay. years ago. And I still got friends down there and we've been talking about 
Northeast Wrestling about we have to catch a show sometime. And like, yeah, we got to catch a show sometime. Then the wintertime hit and everything. Yeah, obviously, obviously, I mean, COVID was tough. Um, we were off for a good while. We were doing uh, TV tapings out in, I want to say Rhode Island or New Hampshire, one out there somewhere. There's, um, there's a wrestling school out there where we were doing our TV tapings. So it's just so we could have some product out there, but I wasn't able to make it out for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great promotion to work for. It's, it's got me so many different opportunities. Um, you know, even, you know, I started, like I said, I started in 2004. So I didn't get with Northeast wrestling for at least like eight years, nine years into my career. And just since then I've even learned just, I probably like tripled or quadrupled my ability and knowledge of professional wrestling just from being able to work with some of the talent that they bring in. And you guys get a good, a lot of good talent. I mean, you had a card in like October, I think it was, that was like fire, definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, check out the website. We have a huge show. If you're listening this weekend, um, January 22nd in Poughkeepsie, New York. We also have one in Waterbury on the 21st. So we have two shows this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Unfortunately, I cannot make the Friday show. Um, I have work. I have work obligations, but Saturday I will be there in Poughkeepsie. Um, so, you know, if you're a big wrestling fan and you hear this, you know, looking and you're in the area, look into it. Yeah, so you're a high school teacher, aren't you? I am an athletic trainer for a high school. So how, how what do these kids think about you being a referee? Uh, most of them don't know. <laughs> most of them really don't, don't follow it. Uh, the ones that do, uh, especially some of the ones that are wrestling fans, um, yeah, we'll ask you questions about it and stuff like that, but no one really thinks anything of it. Um, not like they probably would have, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things like, oh, okay, you referee wrestling. And it, it's weird because I don't see it that popular with the kids, or maybe they just don't talk about it as much, or just maybe it's just my kids that I have. Um, it's it's more your college age students and, and up seem to be into wrestling nowadays, but they, maybe that's just my personal experience. That's that's who that's also who I see in the crowds, right? I see a lot of college age and, and you know young adults. So none of your kids go up to you and say, like, "Hey, can you give me MJF's autograph or anything like that?" <laughs> no, no, I've never, I never had that. Um, no, and it's probably a good thing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I would I would do my best if if they did ask, but yeah. So, what is some of your favorite memories being a referee? Oh, geez. Um, that's a great question because I tend not to remember things. <laughs> you know what it is? Um, you know, being in the ring is fun and being a professional wrestling referee is, is a lot of fun. You get a lot of cool experiences, but what the real like fun part about it is, is like the people that you meet and the, like the things you get to do. Like I've never been a huge traveler as a referee. Like, you know, I'm going to let people in on a little industry secret. The referees, we don't make, too much money especially on the independent level so you know a lot of us do this for like you know you, it's a little bit of extra scratch i finally got to the point where i'm not losing money on a weekend so that's nice but it's the um you know it's the camaraderie it's the, it's the hanging out with the boys and the girls and the and the um and the traveling and the road trips and the hotel rooms and the and the partying afterwards and you know some of the things that i'm not going to you know come out in public and say but those are probably my favorite memories <laughs> so you got to use your imagination there um uh but yeah like the oh my god like traveling just the few times we went to ohio with northeast wrestling driving out there with you know with a group of group of people and you know stopping at the casino and you know having fun there and going out to dinners and after shows and stuff like that um especially like sometimes you know don't want to sound like too big of a mark but you know we all grew up wrestling fans and you know you meet you meet guys like like matt hardy and jerry the king lawler and stuff like that and you, roddy piper i've gotten to like have dinner with a few times like that's just a cool experience like especially you know there's no way i would have thought that as a wrestling fan growing up that i would have gotten a lot of these experiences so oh, some some wrestlers are like really cool like that most are i i there, there's only a few wrestlers that i've met who like are just there to be there, right? They're there for their paycheck and they're not there to, to hang out. But most most wrestlers when when they're in the locker room, they're no matter what locker room it is, that they're part of they're part of wrestling. That's what's great about the wrestling business itself, is that if you're in the business, you're in the business. And I, I've always kind of joked about 
the wrestling business and called it like called myself business adjacent because i never really felt like i was i've never done this full time you know i've never done this to the point where i can make a living off of it so i've never really felt like i was in the business but when you're in that locker room you're you're part of the wrestling business it's just that's just the way everyone treats you treats it that's the way everything is no matter if you know your guy coming in like me refereeing on on the weekends or um, if you do this professionally for a living and you're, you're coming to the locker room because it's, it's, it's a booking that you got, you know? Um, little quick, funny story. When my, um, the day that my daughter was being born, I know as um, super max, Sean Hernandez was on Facebook. You know who he is? I don't think I did, but. Uh, he was, he's like a five time impact tag team champion. Mostly wrestles in Texas right now. Does some impact shows once in a while. I'm really good with faces, names, not so much. Especially because people change their names all the time in wrestling, too. It's so hard to keep track. Oh, good point. Very good point. But, you know, I, I was like, you know, Mr. Hernandez, you know, my name's, you know, so-and-so of the podcast. I am writing to you right oh, now. Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know him, but yeah, yeah, I know him. Uh, I said, I was like, I am in my hospital. I'm in the hospital right room right now, waiting for the birth of my daughter. Took a couple pictures in the hospital room, and my wife was cool enough since she was covered up still to give a thumbs up. Like, yeah, I'm in the hospital bed. It's so like, now I said, I am asking you, please, can you please be on my show? Since I'm asking you on minutes before my daughter's born to come on. And he was really cool when he came on. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he used to be cool about it. You can't, I can't deny him at that, at that, that point, can you? You know, you just, you, you just had a, you just had a kid. You really, you really, you, you got, you got him at a good point there. It's really hard to say no in that, in that situation, isn't it? Well, with our first kid, my wife applied for a job. And so like, I'm filling out this application online in the hospital bed. So oh I was like, I say, it couldn't hurt if I do this with the dog. It can't hurt. Huh. And sure enough, it's like, oh, great. That's a. <laughs> that doesn't sound like end stage capitalism. I don't know what does. <laughs> Filling out a job application for your wife while she's giving birth. Yeah. That's... So, what's some of the important lessons that you learned being a referee? Um, as far as being a referee goes, yeah. Uh, being... Obviously, number one, stay out of the way. That's the biggest. That's the most important thing you can do. Stay out of the way. Don't don't get in the way. Um, that sounds easy, but it comes with a lot of practice. Um, you have to start to kind of anticipate what wrestlers are going to do and where they're going to be. Um, listen is always, you know, always be paying attention because I, I, the one thing I would say about to the fans that they, they have really, you, you might think, you know, how much we talk in that ring, but I guarantee you don't like, there's so much that goes on in the ring communication wise that, you might like everyone knows the wrestlers and then everyone like kind of communicates in the ring together, but I don't people, I don't think people really know to the extent that it really is. Mm -hmm. um, so, Oh, you always got to be paying attention to make sure that, you know, sometimes I have to pass a message on to somebody else. Right. Sometimes if I'm checking, that's, that's why you'll see um, this is just a good, like for any referees out there, constantly check on people that way. If there is something they need to tell you, they can tell you and it doesn't look awkward because it's not like that only that one time you're walking over to them and like going going near their face and be like what's up that way it you, you don't know when they're telling you something or not because you're always doing it so there, there's a good lesson for for referees out there um but yeah stay out of the way always always be paying attention that's 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 the two things i can i can uh i can definitely say that are the most important lessons of, of a professional wrestling referee out of every five like mishaps that happens to you as a referee, you know the whole collision. The collision. I've only had five mishaps in my career, so no. <laughs> that's a joke. But but how many of those like incidents you see in the ring, like you know a wrestler running into you and you getting knocked out of the ring? How much is that is real, and how much is that as part of the match? Um, I would I will tell you right now because you know what kayfabe's dead. I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm at the point where. You know, we, I, this, you know, the magician's secrets are, are, are revealed. Um, but I will say there's really only been, I think, one time I can remember where I got ran into by, by accident. And that was because it was supposed to, I was supposed to get hit early. And I, I thought the queue was up and it wasn't up. But that was the only time that it happened, quote unquote, by accident. Every other time, um, 
you know, I've been hit or run into has been planned and staged. So like I said, the important, the important thing is to stay out of the way. So you don't, you don't want to run into a situation where you quote unquote accidentally get, get hit or knocked out. Cause then you have to kind of sell it. Like you got hit and knocked out because you're a referee and everybody knows the thing about referees is that we're very fragile. So if we get touched in any, any certain way, we have to lay on the mat for the appropriate amount of time, which is whatever time is needed to do whatever people need to do. How does that make you feel though, knowing that you're supposed to be like the weak, fragile one in the ring and it's a, it's a role, you know, I got, I got no ego when it comes to that. I will, <laughs> I'll, I'll get, I'll get bumped and lay down for a half an hour if you need me to. I actually, there's, there's a really funny story. This is back. Oh God. Probably like 2007, 2008. We're doing a show. And first I get, I get thrown out of the ring, whatever I get thrown out of the ring. And a bunch of chaos happens, blah, 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 blah. There's only two referees on the show. And I end up having to get up. And now we're like, I'm like telling somebody to get back, back to this back, you know, backstage, back to the locker room. Like a bunch of chaos. And I'm telling somebody, it was Jason Knight, Jason Knight. I'm telling him to get back to the locker room. And he just goes, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. And he hits me and he hits the other referee. The only two, two referees on the show. <laughs> I was like, where, where'd that come from? Number one. But so, so he gives, gives me the punch and he gives the other referee the punch. <laughs> and I just laid on that gym floor until somebody came and got me. Cause I said, all right, I got hit. I'm laying here. And they, and it was intermission it was this is the next segment. So, so no, nobody came and got me for like five, 10 minutes. I'm laying there on the floor. Just like, I'm not moving until someone comes to get me. So that's, that's a funny story. There's a funny wrestling story for you. Yeah, it's a little snooze, you know? <laughs> Why not? A little break. You don't get breaks off in this business. So. so out of all the wrestlers that you've worked with and met before, give us the lowdown. Which ones are there are truly assholes that we never thought they would be? You know, I, and this is just me because maybe I'm just such a nice guy um, overall, but I've never, I don't really have an experience where anyone's really been an asshole to me um i've had some like things in matches that people haven't agreed with and uh we've maybe gotten to little arguments but we've always hashed those out so i've never really had anyone be like a straight-up asshole to me like i said there's been guys in the locker room who just come in and they're there you know to it's their job they get you know they're not there to make friends they're not there to be friendly um i'm sure if maybe i was a little bit more outgoing and, and talk to these people maybe they maybe they would be open to having a conversation dialogue with me but also too i'm i'm it's not going to come across in this interview because it's i'm talking to you and i'm by myself and it's just over the computer but i am pretty introverted as far as like especially when it comes to like wrestling personalities mm-hmm. you know a, a lot a lot of these a lot of the people in wrestling are very boisterous and have personalities and uh very outgoing people i'm i'm not like that i'm always been a little bit more introverted and to myself and, but yeah, no, I've never really had an, I, I, I wish I could spill some dirt, but I've really never had an experience where anyone's been like an asshole, like to me or anyone around me. So. I, just, I can say like heat of the moment during a match and a little argument happening and then afterwards, that's just life. That's just work in general. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like there's been a few instances that, that happened, um, but nothing to where everyone's been like, even afterwards we, we hashed it out and we talked about it and it was, and it was over. So. I have always asked this question in my shows, but since I have a referee on to be a different point of view on this one, what do you think professional wrestling needs to stop doing and need to start doing to generate more fans? Well, we talked, we actually talked about this a little bit before we um, came on the air too. Um, I think media in general, this goes for movies, TV shows, Everything's trying to be a little bit safe right now. And I think what wrestling needs to do, it needs to find a boundary to push. Whatever that boundary is, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If I did, I'd be a producer on one of the big shows. But it, it really it needs to find something to push it to the next level. Because right now I think I think most people would agree, especially wrestling fans, that the wrestling business has been kind of stagnant for maybe the past decade or so, where nothing really new is has happened right we we like we like to put um 
we like to categorize errors in wrestling, right? So especially the WWE likes to categorize their errors, whereas like the Hulkamania era and then the, the new gen era and then the attitude era and then the ruthless aggression era. And for the past 10 years, it's and it, it, maybe this is because we're just in it right now. It's very hard to to name this era in professional wrestling. Um, we've got a lot of new, like, I think it's great that there's a lot more competition out there. Um, but even I think AEW now is getting to the point where they don't know where to go. Right. They don't have, they don't know where to go with their future. Um, right. Cause now when they started, they were the new, they were the new guys. Right. And they were, we were the guys and we we're going to, we're going to be, we're going to focus a little bit more on the wrestling and we're going to be, you know, the, the kind of the antithesis to the WWE. But now that they've been established, now that they're established and they've been there a while, like what's next for them? That's so I think wrestling really needs to find a boundary to push and something new. And I, um, I think intergender wrestling is something that a lot of the, the, the smaller feds are starting to play around with. And I think that's getting some interest and I think it's interesting. I, and I'm not going to lie. Um, Cause I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and pretend that uh, I, I didn't, I didn't speak out against intergender wrestling um, back, maybe like back in the day. And I still think it's, it's problematic as far as storytelling goes, but if you do it the right way and tell the, and tell a good story with it, I think it can, I think it can be something that um, is exciting and it's something that's a little bit, and something that's a little different and something that, that the fans can kind of, um, get behind and kind of like oh this is this is a new thing let's pay attention to this you know what i mean yeah i i agree i think time, times are changed these days and i have no but, problem with if a woman challenges for a world title or you know as a tag team with a guy and a girl has tagging i have no problems there the, my problem with it is that uh, what my concern was and still kind of is is that it, it'd be like even if there were two of the same gender people wrestling where one weighed 150 pounds and one weighed 300 pounds and they wrestled the same style or like didn't or like didn't really sell it the way that they should sell it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that that was my concern with with women wrestling men but um but yeah i think they've they, i think they've gotten to a point where they can tell they can use it to tell a story and make tell an interesting story well, I'm telling you from a fan point of view, say I would like to see this. You know the tricks behind the curtain and the politics and the math behind this. And you're like, well, let's see what we can do and mold this to give what the fans want. But sometimes it just doesn't fit. And with wrestling now, because um, wrestling has changed a lot since I started, especially with the people who get involved in wrestling. Because... I want to like when we grew up watching wrestling. I don't think a lot of those wrestlers were wrestling fans per se. They may have liked it a little bit. They knew, but they were they were they were people who got into the wrestling business for for a reason because it was because it was a job. It was something that they they thought they could be successful at. Um, it was it wasn't something that I think a lot of people even like really sought out. It was kind of like fell into them. Even you listen to Hulk Hogan's story, right? He was working at the docks, blah blah blah. He was he wanted to be a musician, and someone was like, "Dude, you're six seven. Like, you want to come? You should come wrestle." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay." And then you know, history changed because of that. Whereas now in wrestling, everyone there want like wanted to be a professional wrestler, right? They grew up loving wrestling. They're all wrestling fans. They they're very passionate about wrestling, and. I, I just think that that's kind of changed the business to the point where the wrestlers kind of know what the fans want, but also too, I think the fans tastes are changing a little bit. So it might not be exactly connecting the way they think it should be. Does that make sense? That makes sense. To me, it makes sense anyways. To everyone else, if it doesn't make sense, screw them. But anyways, that's. If it doesn't make sense, leave, leave a message in the comments and I'll get back. <laughs> all right, so this is the time where I don't know where he is. He's probably trying to dissect a cat or trying to set dog on fire. But where my three-year-old has five questions. These are five questions that he thinks off the cuff. Sometimes they're wrestling related. Sometimes they're not. 
but you guys see how smart this three-year-old really is. Awesome. I, you know, I've never been interviewed by a three-year-old before, so this is this is definitely something. New. Well, this is the thing. It's like he'll come up with the questions, and he'll just like, here's five, here's five, and it's like little blocks. Say, like, oh, wait, which block am I using today? Oh, that's <laughs> that's cool. I, know, I like that. That's neat. I mean, I figured that, you know, if he's going to be a part of the episodes anyways, and I can't get time for myself, I might as well make him calls. I like it. No, so he works for free. So that's always, that's always fun too. Hot, right, hot, so- hot dog and a handshake, as they say. That's right. That's- <laughs> get the hot dog and a handshake, kid. Start him with early. Him, with him, I said hot dog and a handshake. He said Frank and beans and a handshake. Yeah, so I was Frank like, and, Frank and beans and a handshake. Maybe some, chick- maybe some chicken nuggets if he gets a promotion. Yeah, no, that's his bonuses. <laughs> All right. So, question number one What was the moment where you fell in love with professional wrestling? Oh, great question. Um, probably the mega powers exploding. Um, that's that was like when I really got invested in, in wrestling storylines and rest and watching wrestling. Um, like, religiously like every weekend um i i i i not vaguely i vividly remember um the the scene with hulk hogan um, or savage busting into the locker room fighting hulk hogan over miss elizabeth like it's been played a million times too but it's one of those things that i i just i remember i remember watching as a kid and remember falling in love with that storyline and um and yeah i was and i was a macho man guy <laughs> so that kind of like i was never really the biggest the biggest hulk hogan fan um i was i was rooting for the heel back in you know 1980s what eight was that you yeah, 1988 it had to be like 89 maybe, actually maybe it was 89 but around, around that yeah. era you know i was yeah. i was like eight or nine years old and i remember i remember that very 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 vividly so I just I saw a match the other day. It was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks in SummerSlam with Jesse yes. Ventura. And when, when, Miss uh, Elizabeth, when Miss Elizabeth takes her skirt off, that's the secret weapon. <laughs> that's the secret goes, oh my God! It's under. <laughs> she's in her underwear, and everything was stopped. I loved it. And, and I'm looking at that's going like that's a that is. I'm not saying that when it's not a classic moment in professional wrestling, but these days it's just like so. Oh yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. back then it was like oh my god well it was also miss elizabeth right she her character was always very like she she was always beautiful and, and always even even sexy to a degree but she mm-hmm. never really like flaunted that right it wasn't like she was coming out in bikinis every weekend it wasn't the it definitely wasn't like attitude era style where you know no, she was having brawn panty matches and stuff like that back then it was very she was you know that her character was very um modest let's say so for her to do that was like huge a huge thing but uh, I, I always i always do laugh about that now because like basically and she's wearing underwear and it looks like a bathing suit um but everyone like i i <laughs> like million dollar man's face is like oh my god like <laughs> it's like whenever uh yeah in, in wrestling whenever like a girl like flirts with a guy he has to like sell it like it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to him jesse ventura's face was the greatest though it's like uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do uh, I do? What do I do? <laughs> but yeah. Second question: Who is the most overrated wrestler? Do you think in any promotion in the last decade? Oh God, I don't like to knock guys or, or girls. I shouldn't say it. Um, because I always figured, they're always. They're, I'm gonna I say they're always, all wrestlers are very talented. When, if you get in the ring and people yeah. watch, that's talent right there. But like what wrestler you think the promoters had like too much of uh invested in and this is a pretty cookie cutter answer but you know i never i never got the whole roman reigns gimmick it's just it doesn't appeal to me personally and i think the uh wwe has definitely tried to to push him almost a little bit too much like to to make him be someone that the fans want instead of letting the fans come to him Mm -hmm. so you know without without knocking the guy too much i guess i guess that's my that's my basic answer. I do. I do. Roman Reigns is an amazing talent. He is. I, he's I, great. I don't want to knock him. But char- character-wise, he just never did it for me. I just, I don't, I didn't ever really understand the push. I, mean, I think it, it was good for him to be heel. I think that was a big plus. But just having to be a champion for this long. Yeah. 
and then going like, oh my God, he's like a 500 day champion when you hit feel like Rey Mysterio. It's like- well, I love Rey Mysterio. I, mean, I love Rey Mysterio too, but <laughs> that's, that's a mismatch. Rey Mysterio is one of those guys where like, I, I learned a lot working with being, being able to be in the ring with Rey Mysterio, the, the handful of times I've, I've gotten to be. Like that definitely learned a lot from him. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I guess, like I said, I don't, I don't really like to knock wrestlers because they're all, they're all super to get to the, to get to the WWE, you have to be amazingly talented and amazing athletic. Um, but yeah, just, and that's the thing too. I'm like a big character guy, mm-hmm. like, because I grew up in the WWE in the eighties, like that, that was my kind of wrestling. It was like all about the characters, the, the wrestling part of it is almost secondary to me, to be honest with you. I always like the, the drama that the characters can create and, and, if you can tell that story in the ring with your characters, that that's also a plus, but it doesn't feel like that's happening anymore. And especially in the, in the WWE, it always feels like their matches are just kind of like, what can we do to impress the crowd rather than what can we do to tell a story? Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't like to hear that coming from me, but that's just the way I feel. It's opinion from a fan. What's wrong with that? Um, cause well, I don't see myself as a fan anymore, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I'm always I'm always going to be a fan of professional wrestling, but yeah. I've been doing this for so long that I kind of I don't really see myself as a fan, and I don't definitely don't watch it as a fan, like I used to. But that's that's a whole other can of worms. Also, the way you're presenting it is a lot. If someone says like goes up to me and says like my information is wrong, what's your like? How do you get this? I have no problems talking to people about it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'm not perfect. But when people go like, oh, Vinny Legs, oh, that's a stupid remark. Oh, you're such a mark. That's when it gets like, okay, wait a second here. Like, you know, yeah. it's no, I, I, I see what I know where you're going with that. But yeah, yeah it's just uh, being, being in wrestling, like I said, for since 2004, going on, we'll be going on, uh, geez, 18 years now. So when I watch wrestling, it's definitely not. Well, I can't, it's hard for me to watch it as a fan and not from a perspective of like what's going on in the ring, what, you know, where's the story going? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I worked in, um, in my earlier days, in my 20s, when I lived in Connecticut, I bartended in a strip club. And just, Stripping, you know. I mean, I know we're running short on time, but yeah. wrestling, wrestling and stripping, like the movie, The Wrestler got that down perfectly like wrestling and stripping I, I don't even like to call it stripping dancing is dancing. um a lot of parallels to it and the the, the the wrestler the movie the wrestler definitely like got got that part of it but you you talk you talk you talk to dancers and you talk to wrestlers very very similar very similar things that you're doing uh, as a performer um yeah. right it's because let's be honest the dancers the dancers are working the crowd like the wrestlers work the crowd it's you're not you're not trying to get the same reaction but you're still working that crowd you know what i mean but once you see what goes on behind the curtains and everything and the same, like, it's the same thing too right yeah and there's, cool, and, there's but... and there's moves too right and like you you, you call you call a match you, you can call a dance routine right and also too in a match sometimes you have to call an audible or sometimes you have to do something like that's going to get a reaction out of the crowd because the crowd's not reacting they want to it's the same thing with dancing. Sometimes if the crowd's not reacting to something, you have to change things up, like on the fly. And there's so many parallels to to, 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 yeah. to to dancing and wrestling that, um, yeah, I could probably do a whole podcast just on that. What cross-brand fantasy match you would like to see happen? Cross-brand fantasy match. <sighs> That's a great question. Cross brand fantasy match. This, whew. I'm trying to think. Um, because what cross brand match hasn't happened yet right now, to be honest with you. Because right now, I mean, I'm I'm thinking cross WWE and cross um, AEW, obviously, but I should probably broaden my horizon there because a lot of the guys in AEW have been in WWE and wrestled a lot of guys in WWE. Well, AEW, um, Kenny Omega, the young boys. Yeah, Omega. Um, I think Omega and Rollins would probably have a banger of a match. That would be a good match. I could see them having a really good match. Um, trying to think, like, 
Mickey James coming to uh, coming to the Royal Rumble, I think is is, is pretty cool. That's that's actually going to happen. So I don't know if it's a fantasy match. Yeah. But. I wasn't going to get the like has 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 Mickey James ever worked like Charlotte? Because I think that I would think be, so. That would be a really good match. Mickey James is an amazing talent. I've gotten I've been talking about blessed. I've been blessed to work with her a few times. She's a lot of fun to work with. So, so yeah, um, yeah. Let's go with a uh, let's go with Kenny Omega and um, and Seth Rollins because I think they could put together a nice story. That could be a WrestleMania main event. What right? Yeah, that'd be a good match. Best trash talker as a manager, Bobby Heenan or Jim Cornette? Oh, Heenan. Um, I love I love Bobby Heenan. Uh, Bobby Heenan, there'll never be another Bobby Heenan. And Cornette's great. I don't want to take anything away from Cornette. Um, but Bobby was just on all the time. I was actually um, on Twitch, which you can find me on Twitch at Referee Vinny Lax, too. Um, I have a Twitch channel. I stream every morning, well, almost every morning, uh, 9 a.m. Um, but there's a channel that basically just plays like old pay-per-views and it was Starcade 94 I want to say and Bobby Heenan was just on and he's just nails every line he's so quick he has all these lines in his head and whatever he needs to get out he gets out um I think that I think I'm Bobby Heenan a little bit biased too because he also did a lot on commentary so I got to hear him talk a lot more than Cornette but Bobby Heenan was just he was a great manager. He knew he he knew wrestling. He he knew wrestling to a science. Like he knew how to get a reaction out of the crowd. And I'm, I don't want to take away from Cornette either. But you know, Bobby Heenan's Bobby Heenan. I think Bob. I think even Jim Cornette might admit to that. Who do you got for the Super Bowl? Uh, personal bias. I'm a 49ers fan. Big win over the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, that was a beautiful win. I loved it. Weird ending. Um, I don't want to hear any Cowboys complaining about that spot. That that, that was just the stupid thing to do. It's fucked up. Left. That's what they did. They tried to be cute and fucked up. That's- yeah, they tried. They tried to get. They tried to get greedy, and it, it worked in their man. And you know what? They people are trying to crap on that referee. And I wa- I rewatched it a couple times, and the referee was there. Like he was be- he was trailing the play by a bit, but when the ball got put down, he was there within like a second. If you watch yeah. the tape again, um, it's just the fact that that handed the ball to the center which is not what you didn't and then created the offensive line so the referee couldn't spot the ball so that's it's kind of on dallas um but yeah personal bias definitely definitely 49ers um but i wouldn't mind seeing the bills win a championship i would love it if san francisco beats green bay i would like it too Uh, just because i'm I'm a big 49ers fan the packers i do like um obviously aaron Rodgers has been a little problematic this year saying a bunch of dumb things, but Aaron Rodgers um, is the best quarterback in the history of professional football. I say that as a huge Joe Montana fan. Um, you don't think Brady is? Brady has the numbers. Statistics-wise, no doubt. But, like, mechanics, um, just player ability, player IQ, um, overall talent. Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers was on the Patriots, they probably would have won seven. They wouldn't have lost to the Giants. They probably wouldn't have won seven. I mean, they might have even won more than that because Aaron Rodgers is that good. His his release is something that just amazes. He gets the ball out so fast and so accurately. It. I don't think any. I don't think anyone can, has an arm like Aaron Rodgers. And when Aaron Rodgers was young too, he, he he could move. He's getting a little slower now, but he like he used to be able to move as well. He's still got. He's because he's still talented. It's just, I just yeah. He's too cocky. Too much of an asshole. By well, the whole the whole anti-vax stuff. Is kind of, <laughs> as as a as a medical professional, as an athletic trainer, I'm very. I take the anti-vax stuff pretty personally. So. Well, it's it's it's. I always say like you know, me personally, I'm vaccinated, and I have on the twentieth, I have my appointment to get my booster. That's just my preference. But you're doing but the right thing. People don't want to get vaccinated. I'm like, that's fine. But don't jam it down my throat about how it's gonna kill me. It's gonna have magnetic blood. Just shut up, that. Don't just make up things. Don't make up things about it. Yeah, it's it's like it's your choice. It's your God given will to make a choice and do what you want. But don't force it down my throat. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I know you have a workout to get to. Where can people find you on social media? Was that was that the five questions already? Yeah, it was five that questions. That was a great job. I wasn't even counting. Um. You can definitely find me on Instagram at referee Vinny Lax. 
You can find me on Twitch at Referee Vinilax. You can find me on Twitter at Ref Vinilax. Obviously, I wasn't thinking all these things through back when, so, back when I created social media. Um, but most of it's Referee Vinilax. If you search that, you'll find me. Um, my, big, my two big channels, you can find me on Twitch at Referee Vinilax. And of course, the YouTube channel. I, did, I wanted to get away from wrestling on the YouTube channel. I didn't want to make it completely wrestling based. So that is just another guy talking about stuff. Because what's on YouTube? People talking about stuff. And I'm just another guy talking about stuff. That that's where I was going with that. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it's your world. That's all. It's, it's your world. Just, just I'm just a guy here talking about stuff. So remember, so if you if you if you give this a listen, please give a follow to the channels. Um, um I try to be very interactive on there because, like I said, I'm not I'm not anyone special. I'm not huge. I'm not I'm not anyone super famous. I like to call myself a Z-list celebrity. Basically, it's a few people in a, in a niche niche market know who I am. Um, but it's, it's, it's been a fun ride and I appreciate you having me on. It's been a lot of fun. I don't get to do this often. Um, sorry if I rambled a lot. Oh, just, I enjoy listening to your stories. It's been fun. I, I, I like doing this. So, you know, anyone else listen to these and want to have me on, you can, you can reach out to me, um, through the social medias, or you can find me on, uh, my email. I'm going to give it out is jagtas2020. So it's just another guy talking about stuff. J A T just J A G T A S. Just another guy talking about stuff. 2020 at gmail.com. So if you want to reach out to me through that, that, that's always an option as well. And uh, you know, I, I hope to see everyone down the road and come to a if you if you see me at a wrestling show, don't be afraid to say hi. Like I said, I am oh. I, I am nobody special and you can always always talk to me because I'll be I'll be happy to say hi. I I'm a little bit shy, like I said. I'm I'm a little bit introverted, but it's always nice to see wrestling fans at shows. So I, I do appreciate you having me on. This has been a lot of fun. When I do get down there in the summertime to a Northeast wrestling event, would you have a water or a beer with me after the show? Of course. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah, if I'm around, if I can if I can make it, 100 percent Oh, I'll, I'll message you on Facebook and get dates and say, like, hey, this card, you'll be there. And oh, yeah, if you're yeah. not there, oh, I'm Unless I'm on vacation over the summer, um, I'm usually at, because I have summer, that's the nice thing about working in a school district. I have summers off. So I'm, I'm usually, unless I'm on like my one week of two weeks of vacation that I like to go on, I'm usually around for those wrestling shows. So those those are always nice shows to do. Um, we do a lot of stadium shows over the summer. So check those out. But like I said, too, don't forget if you're listening to this and you're in, um, in the uh, Northeast area, we have two amazing shows coming up this weekend, Northeast Wrestling. Um, over the top in Waterbury and WrestleFest in Poughkeepsie, New York. Well, Vinny Lax, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And I'm going to hold you to that. We will be having a beer and water this time in 2022 at some point. Sounds good. You take care of yourself. Thank you very much. Thanks, Vic. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.